0: All right, starting the book of 2 Corinthians, we'll be in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 this evening, the end of chapter number 5, 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. It's been a wonderful day, and look forward to what God has for us this evening and the weeks ahead. Now, I want you to be mindful of inviting somebody to be here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and I know for a fact there were people in church this morning because uh, many of us, many of you made a, a, an effort. Uh, to visit them, to encourage them to be here. And so we all need encouragement from time to time. And, and so let's let's continue to be uh, inviting folks to church and uh, trust that the Lord will continue to do a work. Now, One Heart Sunday, and the Sunday school lesson this morning was on having uh, the right kind of heart, one heart. The message this morning was on uh, the benefits of having uh, a heart for God, that one heart. And then this evening, I'm going to come at it from a little bit different. Angle beginning with 2nd uh, Corinthians chapter number 5, and we're going to begin reading with verse number 20, and then we're going to read into chapter number 6, the first, two, first 10 verses of chapter number 6, 2 Corinthians 5, verse number 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For He hath made Him to be a sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. We then, as workers together with Him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. Chapter 6, verse 2, "'For He saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation.' Now, just as a side note, if you don't know for certain you're saved, you ought to make today the day of your salvation and get that settled today. So I have questions for it. Get them answered. Make today the day of your salvation. Verse number three, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, "...by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things." I want to use the end of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and the first part of 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And I want to preach on this subject, a heart for ministry. A heart for ministry. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that you'll use your word this evening, use the message and the truths that you've put on my heart to remind us of this evening. And Father, I, I pray that your church will continue pressing forward making a difference in this world that we live in, making a difference amongst our friends, our family, our loved ones, our neighbors, uh, even amongst the, the strangers, those that uh, don't even know that they need the Lord tonight. May we make a difference in their lives so that uh, they may uh, have that time of salvation, that time of help from our Lord. Uh, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. A heart for ministry uh, in this passage of Scripture. Uh, There's many things that we are reminded of, but as we think of a church and uh, we think of our life as Christians, uh, that word ministry is something that we uh, mention all the time. Uh, The the helping of people, the reaching people with the gospel, uh, having a way to serve and a ministry to serve in. Uh, Tonight, I have already been blessed by the music ministry I've been blessed by those who uh, were in the choir and, and those who sang in the special. I've been blessed by that. Uh, those of you that have small children and you dropped your children off in the nursery, we are all reaping the benefits of the nursery ministry. Uh, we praise the Lord for the nursery ministry, uh, the the ushers in that ministry. Uh, we praise the Lord for the the help that they give and the even the wrong directions they give from time to time. We praise the Lord for that too. An opportunity to ministry through the church. <clears throat> we have personal ministry in, in how we present ourselves in this world as a as a child of God, as a servant of Christ. Certainly we minister to those around us and many opportunities. And I think we as Christians, we all would be. Uh, if we're honest, we all realize the importance of ministry. Now, let me say, there's a lot of times we, we like the idea of ministry. We don't like the work that goes with it. I use the music ministry as an example. So, oh, I enjoyed the choir. And I, I could I be part of that. Well, part of that is you've got to show up early on Sunday night, and you've got to practice well, I, I love the, the, the music. I want to be a part of, of, a, of a special group. Well, you've you got to put in some work, and you got to put in an effort. Oh, I, I watch Pastor, and what he does can't be that hard. He only works one day a week. I mean, Sundays is the only day he works, and he just gets up and, and, just, and just yells at everybody and gets, gets, tells everybody what he thinks. I mean, it can't be that hard. I love the... Friend, this is the easy part, let me tell you. Uh, but there's things that you have to understand about the ministry. Now, one of the things that I believe has hurt churches in general in our country in the last many, many years is that we get this idea that there are certain people in the church who do ministry, and everybody else doesn't have to do ministry. The church is to is a ministry. The church is a place for us all to provide ministry. Now, as I preached this morning, it was in Sunday school, we may have different ministries, Uh, You know, I think it's a wonderful thing for a Christian to just make up their mind and say, "I'm, I'm going to live in the ministry of encouragement. I'm going to encourage everybody around me, strangers I come in contact with, they're going to at least see one smile today. Uh, people I work with I'm going to say that, that's, that that Christian is the most positive uh, person in the world. Uh, with the, the ministry of encouragement, I'm going to send, uh, <coughs> I'm going to make sure I encourage people. And instead of uh, a ranting at everybody else's post on Facebook, I'm, just, I'm going to be, actually be an in, in, encourager. Uh, I'm going to uh, do all of these different, th- different aspects of, of help and encourage. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing. The ministry of prayer. Do you realize that's a ministry that's probably. I don't say probably, it's the most important ministry, but it's the ministry that you'll never get a pat on the back for. It's the ministry you'll never get on this side of eternity, you'll never get an acknowledgement for. Well, How many, it was either D.L. Moody or or, or Charles Spurgeon, I can't remember which one. They're both from 1800s and have beards, so I get them confused. And so, uh, yeah, I forget which one it was. When asked the secret of his ministry, and he said, I have people who pray for me. I believe it was D.O. Moody, as I think about it, who there were ladies who prayed for him every time he preached and he gave credit for the power he had because of those who prayed. How many souls will be revealed in eternity who came to Christ because somebody was praying for them, praying for their heart to be tender toward the things of God? How many brothers and sisters in Christ have experienced healing by God because of somebody willing to pray and say, I'm going to be part of this ministry of prayer. How many times has the hand of the enemy been kept at bay and and God's work been able to go forward because of the ministry of prayer, going on behalf of somebody else to God? That's a ministry you don't get a lot of accolades for, but it certainly makes a big difference. Uh, We don't have to have a heart for ministry. Just because you're saved doesn't mean you have a heart for ministry. I know a lot of churches that don't have a heart for ministry. It's something that we have to be. This church has a heart for ministry. This church has a heart to help people, has a heart to give the gospel, has a heart to reach out a hand to those who need it. Uh, It's a heart for ministry. Uh, We must be willing to have that heart. It's important for all of us. I I want you to to think about uh, what God may have you when it comes to ministry. Certainly, Many of us are already uh, involved in ministry uh, in the days ahead as we get many of these things settled with our construction and get many of these things settled with uh, be able to get many of our ministries back. There's many ministries that uh, I, I, I just not, I'm just not prepared to, to to talk to you about them yet that God is putting some things in place that it's going to be a great opportunity for us to make a big difference in our own city but also to reach around the world. Uh, great opportunities, but we have to have a heart for God. Ministry, I believe at the end of chapter number 5 and going into chapter number 6, there are some key truths that I believe will remind us of what it is about, what the ministry is about. It will remind us our purpose in ministry. And if we can continue as a church to press forward and say, it's not just for the, the pastor to take care of us, it. it's not just for the deacons to take care of us, it. it's not just for the staff to take care of us. All of us have a responsibility to ministry. Uh, you, I hear testimony so many times of, of, of many of you who reach other people, and they're quite frankly, they're people I couldn't reach, and I'm the pastor. Uh, why? Because we have a heart for ministry. Let me, let me, let's, let's get into the outline and be very helpful and practical this evening. Look at me at verse number 20 again. Now, then, we are ambassadors for Christ. <clears throat> Let me say, number one, when you have a heart for ministry, you represent well. We're reminded that we're ambassadors. Uh, what is an ambassador? An ambassador goes to another country and represents his nation. More than that, he represents his king, he represents his president. Now, when you and I trust Christ as our Savior, uh, our citizenship is in heaven. See, uh, who, 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 is, who is my king tonight? My king tonight is Jesus. You're saved. Your king is Jesus. Uh, that's who we're supposed to be representing. This is where it gets touchy sometimes with Christians, but I'm not an ambassador for Hollywood, I'm an ambassador for Jesus. I'm not even an ambassador for any political party. I'm an amb- ambassador for Jesus. We're supposed to be an ambassador. Say, well, I want to fit in be comfortable in this world. We're not supposed to fit, be comfortable in this world. If you feel uncomfortable in, in situations as a Christian, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Because the Spirit of God dwells within us, there's, there's things in this world that ought to bother us. We're an ambassador. I've had the privilege of going to many different countries, and some aren't quite as different as our nation, and, and some are, are a lot different. There is no place like the United States of America, I will say that. You come to some of these places, especially when there's a, a language barrier. And these Spanish-speaking countries I go to and have the privilege of preaching there, and you have all these Spanish-speaking people and Spanish-speaking preachers, and then there's the white guy. As I just know, I can't speak any, any, I only know the important words in Spanish, and that's taco and burrito. Other than that, I'm, I'm in, in, in siesta. I'm, I got that one too. But if they ever start laughing and looking down at you, and you're in the table, you know something good's not going on. Um, it's, it's, there's times when I have been in these countries, I'm not comfortable. Because it's different. The customs are different. The food is different. The language is certainly different. The thinking is different. I don't feel comfortable. Why? Because that's not my country. That's not my nation. I, sh- I, sh- I should be comfortable. I shouldn't be comfortable. They see you, you stick out like a sore thumb. I tell you, the greatest words you ever hear is you come out through customs and they say, welcome home, Mr. Neal. Those that, that are wonderful words. Why? Because I'm back home. We, don't miss this point. We as Christians, our citizenship is in heaven. We're to, be, we're to represent, who are we to represent? We're to represent the Lord. The first part of ministry, having a heart for ministry, is understanding of who you represent. You don't as we go out, we invite people to church, you, you do have a representation of your church. you do have a representation of your pastor, but more than that, you have a representation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to understand that we represent Christ. What an honor to be an ambassador for God. You know, the Lord wants us home with him. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of the saints. He wants his children home with him. And one day we'll all be with him. So why does he leave us here? Because there's a work he wants us to do. There's a ministry he wants us to have. He wants us to be an ambassador to this world to say, the king has sent me to tell you, That there is a better life than this. There is a better way than this. You can have your sins forgiven. You can have a home in heaven, but we must represent him well. An ambassador probably has to do it with his whole heart and with representing the heart of the one who sent him. An ambassador is going to get called home pretty quickly if he begins to push his own agenda, not the agenda of the one who sent him. I have... I, I, you, 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 if you've been a member of this church for any length of time, I hope you've got a sense of my heart. And truly, I just want to represent well. I just want to represent well. I want to represent Christ. I know I'm not perfect in that. What What if, What 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 do you think would happen if every child of God, everyone who named the name of Christ, said this week, "I just want to represent well." I want to represent Him well. Being an ambassador, uh, you have a heart for ministry by representing well. Number two, we look in chapter number six, look at verse number one. We then, notice these next few words, as workers together with Him. Second thing I'll mention to you tonight is working together with Christ. You have a heart for ministry, you work together with Christ. Now, (laughs) the ministry is work. Pastor, I want to be involved in ministry, but I want one with no work involved. I got the perfect ministry for you, the nursery. There's no work involved in there. I'll put you in there t- tonight. That, 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 that's, matter of fact, we'll have tag team nursery workers. And, and pause in just a minute, and y'all could go switch. No, this ministry is work. You, know, you, you, have these, you have young couples, and those of you who are not a young couple anymore, you think back when you were a young couple, it's like, oh... I, want, I, can't, I want, can't wait to have a child, and I want God to give me children, and I hope God blesses me with children. I just, I just didn't know it was going to be this much work. I didn't know my life was going to be changed this much. And we have these utopian ideas of my child's never going to cry. My, my child's never going to do these other things that all children do. That it's just not going to happen. No, it's work. The ministry is work. But notice this. This is, this is, this is the part I want to bring out. He says we workers together with him. I get to work with Christ. It's I joked a minute ago that, you know, being a pastor can't be too hard. He only works one day uh, a week. And you know, it looks like you know Sunday's a work day. When I get home from church on Sunday night, I'm tired. Monday comes all too quick, I'm tired. It takes a lot out of me as I preach and want to do something to help the Lord. But let me remind all of us something. I cannot touch any heart. I cannot bring conviction to anyone. I certainly can't save anyone. So, what as a pastor, as a preacher, what do I do? I pray and I prepare and bring the message I believe the Lord wants me to bring. But I've got to have Him to make a difference. I've got to have Him. Those of you that have seen, God's blessed us with wonderful talent when it comes to music. But talent has never changed a life. You've got to have Him. Let me just apply this as well to, to, to every parent. And certainly your children are, are given by you, to you by God. Yes, they're your responsibility, but they belong to him, just as my children belong to him. You've got to have God help you. That is a That's your first ministry, is your own home, your own family. You've got to have him. The pastor, I want, to, I want us to reach our city for, for Christ, and I certainly do as well, but we can market it. We can, we can, we can, we can have all the materials. We, we can have cakes on Valentine's Day. But unless we have him our labor is in vain ministry is ministry because it is with him i want to make a difference in the life that's my that's my one prayer god knows my heart I, when my life is over and I've, I've used my life for him i just want it to be said that i affected the cause of christ in a positive way that i made a difference in the life of somebody else it's not my personality it is it's not anything that i may have but i've got to have Him in this church, God has blessed us with a wonderful location, He has blessed us with wonderful opportunities. And I wish I could tell you tonight everything that I believe is going to happen in the year 2022 as far as our church is concerned. But it means nothing if we do not have Him. Ministry is working together with Christ, you have a heart for ministry, then you're going to want to work with Him. Number three. We look in verse number three, notice this, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. <clears throat> we should be mindful of giving no offense. I'm going to, this builds on several things I've said this morning, I've said in recent weeks. As Paul is writing here, he reminds them, what is he saying? Don't be a stumbling block. Don't be a stumbling block. Parents, we have a responsibility to our children to not be a stumbling block, not something they will trip over in their life because of something we did. You know, there's habits that a Christian shouldn't have, but there's certainly habits we shouldn't have if we don't want our children to have them. There are things that we ought to be very careful of because I don't want to be a stumbling block. Same is true as a Christian in ministry. You know, to be a member of the Emmanuel Baptist Church, say, what are the requirements? You just got to be saved, scripturally baptized, and want to be part of God's church. There's no giving requirement. Now that I think about it, maybe we should discuss that, you know. No, this, we, we don't have any giving requirement. There's no pressure. And, and, and God has taken care of all of our needs. What's, we ought to do what the Bible tells us to do, and that's part of our emphasis today. But so, so, what do I want us to do? Just don't be a stump. Let's not be a stumbling block. Let's be a help. Let's be an encouragement. And let's not give offense. We have a responsibility to know that people are watching us. People are paying attention that you don't realize is paying attention. Uh, nobody pays attention to me. It's, you know, I understand if they look at this, you know, if, you, if, if, if you're around, there's somebody watching. And that is a great responsibility we have to not be a stumbling block. I mentioned it this morning. There are things that I refrain from, not because they're necessarily sinful, because there are things that I want to be able to have an effect on, and I don't want it to hinder me, I don't want to hinder somebody else, and the same is true of a stumbling block. If we would have this mindset of instead of well you know I don't see okay, fine, we may not see anything wrong but let, ask yourself this question, could this hinder somebody else? if you're going to be part of ministry, we have to understand that we want to give no offense, don't be a stumbling block uh, it would be it would be tragic tragic for someone to and I, and i don't I don't believe in. Passing blame, I don't believe in all this victimhood. but certainly applies tonight. It'd be a tragic thing. Everybody's, what I'm saying is everybody's going to answer for their own decisions. But I don't want anybody to die and go to hell because I got in the way. I don't want anybody to leave God because I was a stumbling block. That's why we've got to be very, very careful when it comes to our emotions. And you can get upset about something. You can be angry about something. And you can make one statement in front of your kids on the way home from church, or you can say something to a coworker and, 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 and they could have a need one day, say, I need God, because of something you said in the past, because you was mad you were mad can be a stumbling block to them finding the truth. So you, you may and I'll use that as an example. You may hypothetically, because I know it couldn't apply here, you, you you may not like the pastor. You may not agree with the pastor. Now you understand why I said hypothetically because it's just not possible here. I thought I'd get a more positive response than that, but here's the point I'm making. Be very careful what you say in front of your kids and other people because the day's going to come your child may need a pastor. Somebody you love may need a pastor. And it may not be this one in a position to help them, but it could be another one in a position to help them. But we've become a stumbling block because of our own words and our own actions. Number four, and (laughs) finally. We look at verse number four. If we're going to have a heart for ministry, we must be approving ourselves. But in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God. You know what this world needs a heavy dose of? It's self-accountability. I believe that Christians ought to hold themselves accountable. I, I said it often, I, ha, I, I have no desire to go home with you and legislate your home. Hey, I mean, I, I got three girls. That's hard, that's hard enough for me to deal with. We ought to be able to control ourselves. And if we're going to be in ministry, we must be approving ourselves as the ministers of God. Now, I'm going I'm to expound on this we to be behaving ourselves as the ministers of God. That's approving the ministry by the way we behave. And a lot of times we're a bad testimony. We can't do the ministry that God would have us to do because we're not approving it ourselves by our actions. That that this is a valid work. This is an important work. This is the most important work of, of helping people in and as a church, this is our goal and what we want to do for Christ. that we want to approve that by the way we conduct ourselves. By us putting ourselves into it. Now, I know there might be someone saying, Well, Pastor, I, I agree with you, except I've got some hard times in my life. Well, Paul writes this and he says, But in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness. He lays out all these different scenarios and then how to do it. What is being said here for you and I as we have a heart for ministry into be a help to others as a church and individually. We are approving ourselves as the ministers of God, while wow, giving no offense in anything. So that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things approving ourselves in every situation. We should not be <coughs> using excuses to remove ourselves from ministry. I'm not talking about full-time ministry. I'm talking about ministry as the Bible defines it. Ministering to others. Ministering to one another. Well, it's hard. Much patience in afflictions. In necessities, in in distresses, in stripes. Paul was getting beaten. In the beatings, he gave no offense to the ministry. What does that mean? Even though he was beat imprisoned for the ministry, he still came out saying, God is good. And the moment they let him out, he went back to ministering. But if he lived in the victim generation of Christians today, the moment something went wrong, he'd have had to create a blog to blame Mom and dad, blame the pastor, blame the church, blame God because something went wrong. And quite frankly, that is not what this world needs. You serve God, there's going to be some tough times come. You want to do something for God? As a church, we know this. You want to do something for God? You think the devil's going to sit around and cheer for us and pat us on the back? No, he's going to oppose us. He's going to put obstacles in our way. He's going to fight us. He's going to battle us. But what do we do as we get through those battles? We say, God is still good. It's worth every mile. It's worth every battle. And serving God is what we all should desire to do. In any situation, I don't want to give offense to the ministry. That's why we, he goes on to say, by pureness, by knowledge, by longsuffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand on the left. You think of the Apostle Paul and the fact that he was winning the prison guards to Christ. You you want to read something that will make you feel about this big? Read read the accounts of the martyrs of the faith. The price that they paid. You you want to take it a little step further, read the last words of the martyrs. One of the most convicting passages in all of Scripture to me is the prayer of Stephen as they're stoning him. Lay this not to their charge. And you can't forgive because somebody I wasn't going to say took your seat, but i would keep using that as an illustration. Boy, I wonder if I would have enough grace in those moments. But I wonder how many people did come to Christ because they saw the man, the apostle Paul, giving no offense to the ministry. Even when the difficulties of life came. Christian, life is not fair. And the closer we get to Christ's return, the more difficult it is going to be. God told us it was going to be that way. May we, by His power, may we be long-suffering, may we be gracious, may we be kind, may we, by the Spirit of God, just do ministry. Giving no offense in anything. Boy, this church, only eternity will tell the difference that this church has made through the decades. Through the decades. I was reminded again that at a funeral I preached this this past week the difference that our church has made. And that just trickles on and on and on and on. Why? Because there's a people that made up their mind that I'm going to have a heart for ministry. I praise God that we rear and have rear generations and and are desiring to rear more generations that grow up with a desire to serve God with their life. In whatever area, whatever God has for them, whatever God has for them to do and pursue, I want them to have a desire to serve God. Just as you and I should have a desire to serve God. Have a heart for ministry. Here's some practical things that I believe that bears to that we need to pay close attention to. Remember, I'm an ambassador this week. You know, don't walk around with your head down. Feeling sorry for yourself. That's not how ambassadors carry themselves. That's not the way the ambassadors conduct themselves. I represent the king. He's not just the king. He's the king of kings. He's not just the King of kings. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords in the days coming that every knee shall bow and declare what I already know. We'll declare that Jesus Christ is the Lord of lords. Let's represent well. Let's have a heart for ministry. (coughs) God has certainly blessed us. The days ahead, the months ahead, years ahead are going to be very, very exciting for the Emmanuel Baptist Church. But we will only fulfill our potential as we have a heart for ministry. That ministry is reaching people, is ministering to people, is a kind word. You ever been in a situation and somebody said a kind word to you and exactly what you needed when you needed it? Well, that would probably work the other way as well. Let's have a heart for ministry. Father, use the message tonight, simple, practical